0: I'd gone so low that it was hard to see where I could go back to being or onto even the same level that I was. So as it is, as it seems, you know, it's quite scary to see yourself going so low mm, to, yeah, to ha- how to expect what's coming. But I always believe that, you know, even in our religion and Islam, like whatever hardships ease is going to come after it. So yeah. you should always just believe that, you know, you just tell yourself, like, I just have to push through this yeah. and, you know.
1: The uphill is Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's coming. Like there's light yeah. and it's one of the motives of the team as well, you know, to keep your head raised up and like the colours of our jerseys. Like that, you know, to, to look up to the sky. Yeah. 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 And to the beautiful things that you have around you.
1: This is the medal set. Hi, this is Dawn, an ultra cyclist and sports PR specialist. And I'm Ofshan, an endurance athlete and journalist. And we're on a quest to bring you stories of tenacity, courage, and metal From athletes in the Middle East and beyond.
2: Today's guest is Safia Alsaya. And if you don't know that name yet, where have you been hiding? And remember it, because this Emirati cyclist is the heroine we need. Safi is the first Emirati and the first Arab woman to join a world tour pro team, UAE Team ADQ. The 21-year-old athlete kicked off her cycling career in 2016 and turned pro last year, displaying remarkable growth under the
1: guidance of UAE Team ADQ. She closed 2022 with six medals from the Arab Track Championships, including two gold, three silver and one bronze. And she's been seizing the day by securing a national title in both the individual time trial and road race at the annual national championship for the third time in 2023, confirming her status as the UAE national champion. This pro is now gearing up for a number of international
2: races, including the Asian Road Cycling Championships in June, the UCI World Championships in Glasgow in August, the Asian Games in China, and the Arab Championships in
1: Saudi, both in September. In our chat with Sophia, we talk about her first bike, family support, getting dropped and downhills, picking herself back up after a tough mental battle to win an international title, her passion and purpose, and balancing it all out with a full-time university studies. We also chat about Olympic aspirations and how she's looking forward to the future as the first Emirati on the Women's World Tour. We hope you enjoy! So welcome to the podcast, Safia. Thank you for
0: having me here today. And I'm excited. Yeah, we're excited to
2: have you. So your 2023 cycling season has really gotten off to a flying start. You had two victories in less than a week apart this month. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about those races and how it makes you feel in terms of looking ahead this year.
0: Well, national championships always are like one of the big goals of the season because I have to secure you know that jersey with the UAE flag Mm -hmm. the special one because like the team get to race in like our colored um, pretty colored jerseys then I get to have my own uh, UAE champion jersey so I always like to fight for that because you know it's a special thing what a proud moment yeah like more than just winning the title it's also winning (laughs) to wear that jersey for another season which I always am motivated and it's like a big motive for me and yeah the races were great I won the individual time trial by three minutes and a half so it was uh, motivating to see and like the performance I put out even though it was not one of the best of the days Mm -hmm. um, really gave me motivation for the season that I'm on a good start had a good start before the national championships in January in Spain uh, with the team on a training camp and also in the end of December we also Mm -hmm. had a training camp in Italy to get ready for the season with all the equipment and you know uh, all the different stuff that we have this season always very exciting you (laughs) know getting all the new helmets and glasses and kits you know because sometimes there's different sponsors every season different uh kit different design so it's quite exciting and yeah it went it was a good start off to the season preparing really well we did good training throughout the winter so it led to good results yeah <laughs> and, and speaking
1: about training through the winter, you've also had a very phenomenal 2022. Yeah, uh, You closed the season with six medals from the track mm. Arab Championships, mm-hmm. including two gold, three silver and one bronze. Yep. Right, And you secured your third national championship last mm-hmm. year as well. Those are great strides, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. when did all of this happen? Like, so when did you join the team ADQ?
0: Um, So I joined and became professional at the beginning of last year Mm -hmm. uh, 2022. Uh, I used to ride for the national team and for a local club and I moved on actually just before joining to UA Team ADQ. I got the chance to join the Dubai Police Pro Team um, and it's a cycling team you know under Dubai Police with pro riders as well from different national teams uh, around the world and quite a strong team here. A dominant team as they have a big number against you know uh, more individual riders throughout the peloton here racing locally. So yeah they're was quite dominant in you know racing with but it was nice to race with them for a while they're really nice girls and I've been in Al Nasser, Abu Dhabi cycling club and some other smaller teams throughout the years I kicked off my cycling career in 2016 after I was doing the sport with my father as a as a hobby and to bond with him more we bought two secondhand bikes and we started going around the neighborhood and I was Mm. like okay I remembered how I record how much I I like cycling Mm. ever since I've been young and like getting over the stable. (laughs) and finally riding like two wheels. And then I was an athlete for since like eight years old. I used to do swimming, athletics, gymnastics and all other sports. Like I tried out quite a lot, a variety of sports. And I guess that helped me in, you know, actually defining what I actually wanted to go to the next level with.
2: Yeah, I Mm. think, you know, trying out all of those different sports and finding what it is you love. Mm -hmm. But I'm interested to hear more about your first bike and when it actually started, because I know your father played a big role Mm -hmm. in in fostering this love of cycling like how old were you when you got your first bike so back in
0: 2016 well getting my first bike was like back to when I don't even know how mm-hmm. old I was like really young I've always had a bike and I used to have a hello kitty bike when I was, I was like this is the bike <laughs> <laughs> um, fashion yeah and but I didn't get a proper road bike until like I joined the national team because the national how team how old were you I was 15. 14 years old back in the beginning of 2016 I was 14 and yeah I when I started with my father uh, we were going around the neighborhood just leisurely you know uh, to enjoy it and you know to have something to spare our mind after the end of the day Um, but it really started to grow on me I heard of a race I was like really there's like competitive cycling and I didn't not just in Dubai I didn't even know there was competitive cycling in the world you know out of all of sports I did I never thought of like racing with a bike yeah and then there was like this amateur race but I never got to do it but it excited me that oh, there is actually a competitive level. Later on, a couple of months later, I heard from my friend or actually saw on her social media the branding of UA Cycling Federation. And I was like, okay, are you in like a cycling team or something? And she's like, yeah, we're in the national team. I was like, oh, how did you get on? Said they were like recruiting new riders from like schools that they saw maybe had potential in cycling. And I was like, can I do this please? <laughs> to my father. And he wasn't that keen because he was like, okay, this is all the competitions that I had been in were around school and mm-hmm. in the school field. But this is, was something beyond school, obviously. And I was quite a good student at school. He really didn't want me to mess that up. He left school when he was younger for his football dream and mm, right. went on with football for 13 years, but then realized that he had to study. So he went back to studying, even high school, after the age of 30, mm-hmm. which was a challenge. So he didn't even want me to even neglect my studies. Not. Yeah. Obviously I wouldn't have left my studies. Studying is something important that's why I'm still pursuing my degree and hopefully after I finish it I can actually pursue cycling full time. But definitely studying and getting a degree is a big goal of mine as well and I would have never neglected my studies but that's at the changed, time. Right? And I actually actually I actually proved to him that with cycling after I joined I was like okay I'll prove to you that I can combine mm-hmm. both and mm-hmm. my grades even went even higher. Yeah. So yeah I was going to say very that happy. you yeah. mentioned
2: in the leaders in mm-hmm. sport yeah. when you were speaking on the panel there, that you're your grades got better when yeah. you started cycling yeah. and
0: your
1: dad now accompanies you because we saw a really nice instagram post yeah. where you're like yeah. raising the trophy and he's there like mm-hmm. beaming right so yeah. things
0: have changed I'm really, obviously really since. Blessed. Yeah, he he's always supported it but he was just not really sure if it was the right thing to do we went through it's hard to remember at the moment because like things are, are good he agrees to it he actually pushes me when i feel down and like i'm distancing myself from the sport but back in the day, days we did arrive at points that um, he was like, OK, no more cycling after, you know, crashes or mm-hmm. an accident, unfortunate accident that happened with our friend, which she she died, unfortunately. So lots of lots of things have happened along the journey. There's been obstacles, but, uh, you know, you overcome them and you you see them as memories after a couple yeah, of years. True. They're Like, oh, I got over yeah. that. And he was a member of the UAE national football team, yeah, correct? Yeah, he was. He was back in the 90s. He yeah. actually got to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. For juniors, I think, in Italy. So, yeah, oh. he, got, he got quite far with it. Yeah, yeah I guess he knew all of the commitment that it really required to play. Yeah, at that definitely. Level. Um, I also mentioned in the, in the leader's speech that I had that he gave me a shortcut to. Whatever others didn't have or whatever others had to look for in other people, in coaches, in other stuff. He was, you know, there to give it to me without me asking. So was he your
1: first coach? Um, Yeah, I could say (laughs) so, you know, like I joined
0: the national team. There was a coach there, but like at home, he was my coach for sleep, for nutrition, for other stuff as much as he knew. I mean, he wasn't a cyclist, so it's quite different. Mm -hmm. But uh, being an athlete, you know, the basic things that you need.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's amazing. Like the discipline is the same, right? Across the board. Mm -hmm.
2: So... I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. You were 14, and you were like, "I want
0: to be on the national team." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was motivating because there was like no other smaller teams at the time. Mm. So, well, there, were, there were no cycling teams at the time for women, so this was the only team to actually get into the competitive side. And I was happy that I could actually compete from mm-hmm. as soon as I joined. We were preparing for the first, first uh, golf uh, championships for women, mm. and uh, it was a really nice experience. Um, and I was on the like, you know, on the main team from that first um know after like a month of cycling so that was a big motive for me as well to see myself like being able to like get better than people who had already joined um a bit of a while before me so yeah that was definitely a boost to but, but remind us what, what was your first race was it a school race that you did uh i wanted to do that school race okay. but like i said i didn't get the right. chance to do it and then i joined the the national team after i, right. I contacted the coach well, yeah and she was actually surprised because like all oh, the other girls were cut shorter than me on the national team and mm-hmm. then i was like. She was asking me on whatsapp she'd never seen me and she was like oh how, how tall are you i was like uh yeah i'm 167 back in the day now yeah. i'm I think, <laughs> 170 back in the day and all of the rest were like in their 150s just that 160 and he was like are you sure you're 167 or 156 yeah. <laughs> and yeah she was surprised like i am actually quite Taller than uh, quite a lot of others. So she was surprised that I was as tall as I am. And And why was that question asked? I mean, she was trying to just to to imagine, like she was was asking (laughs) about my weight and height. So just to, you know, have an imagination of how I'm composed, I guess. (laughs) What do you (laughs) remember about your first race though? My first race, well... Okay, we did have smaller races before that yeah. championship to prepare for it, but I remember getting dropped and you know not doing so well with all the juniors. there, done it was that. Yeah, it was with all the ju- junior young boys, yeah. and you know they're crazy on the bike. They don't sit on the bike; they're just like attacking all the whole time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. like let me stay on your wheel. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's so, what I pray for yeah. every time I'm in a group. Please yeah. let
1: me stay on your wheel.
2: <laughs> yeah. So UA, from UAE national team. When
0: did you think? You know, I want to be pro. Well, like I said, I've been racing ever since I joined road cycling. As you know, cycling with my father was on a city bike. So as soon as I got my road bike, I was already racing in a couple of weeks. But um, when I wanted to go pro... I mean, definitely. As a as as you ride for the national team, and you go, I've been around the world with the national team as well. You see more pro riders. You see the dream of becoming a pro, of mm-hmm. what it takes, what it gives you. So yeah, I guess all along the years, I've been wanting to actually reach to a place that nobody's reached here in the UAE, and I'm happy to be, be- I'm breaking boundaries and you know being a first in quite a lot. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So after joining the UAE team ADQ, you became the first female rider from the UAE to join the world team, mm-hmm. world tour, and, and only the second UAE national, mm-hmm. right? And you're the only woman. And is it true that you're the only Arab woman? Up until now, you were the first Arab woman to join the world tour. Yes, yes. Oh, that's that's <laughs> yeah. an achievement in yeah. itself, right? With the honor, there's a sense of responsibility that comes mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. it. There may be a sense of pressure that comes with mm-hmm. it. Did that drive you or did that kind of intimidate you at the start and how did you deal with all of that
0: um i wouldn't say intimidated me but <clears throat> i'd say like it pushed me to mm-hmm. you know you see the level in europe uh, it's such a new sport here so i really want to close that gap in between both our you know region and european and worldwide region um, and the level there um, I definitely want to shorten that and this is the team's goal actually as well in me is that they see that I want to reach there Uh, they believe in the potential I have and yeah, we're trying to close that gap as much as we can, um, and the responsibility definitely is big, uh, and the pressure. But uh, I take that in a in a positive way to to make me thrive even more. But yeah, definitely representing the UAE definitely is a responsibility, and uh, our leadership always strives for you know yeah. top places. So have to be up to the expectations yeah.
2: Yeah. That they have in me. Um I mean you're absolutely a role model here in the UAE for all women I think just not Emir- Emirati women but all girls and women that are living here and we spoke a little bit before this before we started recording um do you also feel i guess a sense of duty in kind of showing the world what you know a little bit more about this part
0: of the world and what you know Emirati women Definitely you, you know <laughs> when I'm when I'm uh, when I come when people come up to me like asking about how Dubai is or how the UAE is as, I definitely want to show them what it actually is because like lots of Europeans have misconceptions of like yeah. the Middle East in uh, a whole so yeah I like to clarify that you know here in Dubai or here in the UAE we're in an open, tolerant country. Uh, we're striving for more and more, you know, to be one of the best countries in the world. So, yeah, I always like to try and represent my country in the best way. Uh, also as a Muslim, uh, I'm Muslim, so I try to represent my um, my religion as best as I can. And uh, yeah, I always be the best of what I can be.
1: So uh, after you joined UA team, ADQ, what was your first race? And just going back to what you said about, you know, rep- representation and kind of like busting some of those misconceptions Mm -hmm. i also want to know what was the strangest thing someone has ever told you uh being from this part of the world really
0: Mm. well the strangest could go back to the talk we just uh, talked about like oh really like it's actually open in the uae like you you can wear what you want you can do what you want uh obviously with with limitations but you can do what you want really (laughs) <laughs> is it like that i mean like it's it's hard to think that people still don't know devise this tolerant or the uae is this tolerant and that you you can pursue what you there's so many opportunities mm. you can pursue what you like uh here um there's like as there are lots of opportunities there's lots of doors open for you to go for that passion of yours or start up your business or yeah. um you know open up whatever you're, you're dreaming of. Opening I mean, up?
2: yeah, I mentioned just before as well. Like, I don't think I would have gone into cycling or become mm. an ultra cyclist had I not lived here mm-hmm. just because of the opportunities and access and support. And, and yeah, the safety element. Safety. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. And definitely. Re- like, yeah. you know, just race calendar, the opportunities. Yeah, you there's know, you, so many. Yeah. You were on the panel at leaders in sport with um, Dr. Omniat Al Hajeri from mm-hmm. the Fatma Bint Mubarak Ladies Sports Academy. And it just struck me, you know, that we need people to to know, like just how many opportunities exist
1: here yeah, and yeah, like top yeah. class facilities mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. where there are very few countries in the world that actually boast such facilities
0: yeah talking yeah. about teams and opportunities and cycling like I mean it's been amazing to see the development and the progress and you know the whole change of like having a few races or having hardly any no teams to first world tour team the first development team also initiatives of like you know empowering women uh, mm-hmm. through ADQ or UHT UH Team ADQ or others. um, It's really, really great to see, you know, this big change. So lovely to see the number of uh, women and even Emiratis, you know, um, they're also breaking the barriers of like, you know, actually proving that we're capable and we can do this. There's quite a lot of uh, like interesting Emirati riders that I uh, meet around cycling and yeah, it's just so lovely to see this this big change. Yeah,
2: I think a lot of young Emirati girls are going to see themselves or what is possible through you, through through your success. Well,
0: I I hope to Inspire. I never, I never did it to inspire anybody, but I guess it happened along the journey of you know you, you do just what you love, and which is and what then people matters. see and, yeah. you know maybe see that love that I have for cycling and are inspired by it. So I'm happy to be able to you know lead the way, and I hope to represent it in the best way yeah. possible. So
1: the first race, tell us a little bit about what you remember in
0: the World Tour and what learnings you had from that. So in the World Tour, I still haven't uh, raced with a team uh, mm-hmm. in the water level, but I have raced in, you know, obviously representing uh, ADQ um, a couple of times. And my first uh, race was last uh, season in the national championship, securing the the second one, both for the ITT and the roads race. And hopefully this summer I have, you know, a progression plan put for me in in Italy and around Europe to start racing with the team, which is very exciting. And obviously expectations are there. So Mm -hmm. I need to be living up to them and working for them. Uh, I have been working hard, like I said, over the winter to get to the level I need to start racing the camp showed that we're in a safe and good place um, and that it's a good base to to work on um, throughout the year and yeah I'm very happy with the form I have now um, and I'm excited to be heading there in a month
2: Well, now we were going to ask this a little later, but I think it's a good point in time because when we're training here, it's quite flat in the UAE. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. it is. <laughs> yes. So it I'm is. assuming your training plan includes lots of climbing in Italy? Uh, yeah, in
0: Italy, definitely. And mm. even here in the UAE, my coach tries to keep me in shape for climbs. Sometimes like throughout the weekends, she'll try to prescribe like me going to the mountains. It's not always that possible because it's very far away yeah, from, yeah. from where I live. It's rock or yeah. it's ALEN, isn't yeah, it? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Both those or for Hatay. I mean, the closest is one hour away, yeah. so that's two hours of your days yeah. in the car, yeah. and then you're on the bike, and, and, and then the there's bike. preparation before and after oh, you come, like exactly. you know, I mean, dressing up afterwards, and then there's the rides. Like, going there, I, I won't have less than a two and a half, three it's hour ride, it's an entire day gone, basically. So, yeah, yeah, it's like it's either like up until noon, or mm. do you come back like exhausted I can't do anything else today (laughs) it's the whole day booked for climbing yeah (laughs) but yeah it was amazing to spend time in Italy as well last year I was there for around three months and yeah I definitely saw the progress in like in climbing and you know going up climbs and how it I was able to tackle them, the downhills, like I mean, you do think of the climbs, but then you forget about the downhills no, yeah. actually. That that's I was, what freaks yeah, me out more. I was than in anything then else. I, well, it was a, it was kind of a preparation for the world championships. And then I went to world championships in Australia, being the first in Marathi to mm-hmm. go there, which was very exciting as well. You know, to represent my country for the first time in the Peloton of the whole world. And yeah, it was a big struggle because it was just constant up and down. Rollings, up and down yeah. yeah. Uh, in the beginning. And yeah, I did I did suffer and get dropped but it was definitely a great experience and the neutralized start, which is like, you know, when the motor is just leading the way Mm. with neutralized speed was 6k downhill. And I definitely saw that I had a weakness in like being able to be confident in a peloton Mm. going downhill. It's definitely a different experience than training and going downhill on yourself. Yeah, Um, But definitely the summer did help in that aspect, but Definitely, I need more of the racing with the peloton going downhill.
2: Yeah. yeah, I love downhill. <laughs> it is amazing. It makes just, you love the sport. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, like even more. I'm a lot heavier than most, you know, women cycle like most, you know, female cyclists. At yeah, because yeah. I'm tall and mm-hmm. you know I'm just heavier. But so you know, and
0: then some you go of my, fast downhill. I do yeah.
2: some of my races. You know, the there'll be a cyclist, you know, that maybe is more like you, and I see the comms and she gets the comms going up, and I'm like downhill, I got this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I don't think I would ever do a race in like jubble Jess, right? I've mm. I've only started getting a little more confident coming downhill, but if anyone sees me from the other side, they will they will see that I'm scrubbing off speed the entire time I'm heading I mean, down, really, right? It takes, like it's just so takes fearful. And yeah.
0: I mean, more than the practice itself, it takes confidence. It takes yeah. confidence. I think if that's that's the main in, thing. Like, True. We spent the um, a couple of weeks of the winter in Spain, and we had actual. Even as pros, we had actual wor- workshops to ensure that we knew the techniques yeah. and handling and like confidence. You know, yeah. we even got to do like this very basic training of just like going quite like at thirty to forty kilometers per hour, and then the mentor that was coaching us would be standing there, and we'd have to brake fully. At that point, to show us that the brakes work, they work really well. (laughs) And you can stop right there in the same second. So there's nothing to be worried about about when you're going down the hills. Because if you do come to a slight, you know, Feeling of like you're going off, you have those brakes have to keep breaks, you safe, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it was a really, I think, a really good step in that workshop because, like, you actually get it's to like trust a switch, the bike. right? Yeah, you trust exactly. the bike, and when yeah. you trust the bike, you know, you're able to do much more with it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was a really good yeah, feel the flow of workshop. The <laughs> yeah,
2: be yeah. one with the bike. Be <laughs> one with the bike. <laughs> yeah. And
0: there's like really little details about yeah. the handling that, yeah. like, really, I think. Well, for me, it gave me more confidence. Yeah. I definitely saw myself going down the hills with my other teammates who were, you know, used to the climbs and downhills, and it was really well press pressful for me yeah. to yeah, see yeah. myself going down mm. with them. I yeah.
2: mean, mm. it's just going to get better. It, yeah, it is, yeah. it is yeah. and and as, as much as like it, the... you're happy
0: going up a climb, it was I was happy to be going down yeah. a hill with, like, you know, the yeah. top rides yeah.
1: around the world. Yeah. Yeah this episode is supported by deep dive dubai we know that our listeners love awesome adventures and take it from us it doesn't get more awe-inspiring than the world's deepest pool
2: measuring a record-breaking 60 meters deep dive dubai gives both scuba and free divers the ability to discover an underwater world complete with the latest in dive technology and an
1: abandoned sunken city for those new to diving like me it's the ideal place to get started and for those experienced to expert divers out there it's the perfect place to hold your skills with exceptional facilities expert staff and state-of-the-art technology since it opened in 2021 it has mesmerized visitors and
2: continues to deliver extraordinary experiences seven days a week for more information and to book your experience visit deepdivedubai.com
1: Do you so far then have a favourite race?
0: Um, Um, On the European season? I mean, there are good races to Like, you know, I've been watching races throughout my years in cycling. So there's races to look forward to, but I've never actually participated Mm. participated in any of them. So I can't really say, you know, which one I would like, mm. but there's definitely really exciting races. There's Last year there was the first Tour de France uh, for women yeah. after such a long time and like the first official one for women. So it was really nice. I went there as a host for our sponsors to accompany them on the other side of the team actually racing there. But yeah, it's definitely a great experience somewhere i'd like to see myself in the future representing the uae as the first you know hopefully arab uh, but emirati and i hope to see myself actually reach there one day you know and from the races that you have done do you have a favorite and Um, why really well yearly i've been racing with the nash team in the asians Mm. in asian championships um done the national championships we have quite big local races actually Actually, here that some pro riders come from the outside to do, which is the Al Salem Championship, and mm-hmm. it's a big, you know, race patroned by the or sponsored by Sheikh Mohammed which is the road of Dubai. Uh, so it's always a big race of the year. It keeps getting longer, so it keeps getting harder. <laughs> more, more level, higher levels are coming yeah. in for the race. So is um, one of the races that you know I have on my calendar as a good preparation for my later on races okay. with in the Europe in, in Europe and going to Europe. But like I said, you know, I'm still studying so. So it's been quite a challenge actually being able to go outside and mm. race other than in the summer. But I look forward as I'm graduating, hopefully next uh, April. 24 mm-hmm. um so hopefully be able to spare time for cycling and go all around the world more than I've already done <laughs> which is really That's exciting. My dream. just kind of travel the world with my bike bike yes, <laughs> definitely like I don't see myself going to the airport without my bike yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: it's always like it's the bike. luggage that you need <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: sometimes like as a funny thought I'm like if I get married and I have to go on my home how do I take my bike <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you yeah. take your bike well you hopefully it's a cyclist uh, right? I mean yeah. how?
0: Sorry, I have to ride
2: on the side as well. hundred <laughs> percent. I want to talk a bit about your mindset because I think you're wise beyond your years. It's hard Thank to you. believe. I think, you know, you're 21. And there was a quote on the UAE Team ADQ website, which I thought was really poignant. I'm going to read it out and then, you know, maybe you can tell us how you, you know, came to develop this mindset Sure. So as quoted by you, setbacks can be seen as massive roadblocks to our progress when we're feeling our lowest. But what might seem impossible is definitely manageable if we change our perspective and view these challenges as opportunities for growth. Mm-hmm.
0: How did you develop this mindset you know, at this age? <laughs> I mean, my first year as a pro, which was last year, definitely did show me and demonstrate, I mean, that type of quote for me. I was struggling quite quite a lot mentally before I joined the team. And even after I joined it, not not because of the team, not because of the expectations. I was just in a kind of a dark hole mentally mm-hmm. uh, a Safiya, going through a hard time. And, you know, my father was always like, just push through it, you know, you're, you're going to see the better days. And I always kind of had that, like, mental state even before but you know when you're in a dark spot you can't really think wisely um so it was it was nice to see you know after after the challenges we had in him like throughout the years of him trying to stop me because of like his worries or his other concerns to actually see him holding on to me into the sport you know he's like go to the we had a training camp again in spain last year in january to prepare for the season and he was like just go. You're going to have fun. You're going to see why you need to go on. It was hard because I'd come back from COVID as well. Yeah. That was one thing that actually threw me into that hole. But was- he probably saw how therapeutic it had become for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And- he, he he was like, Sophia, yeah. you love this sport. What are you mm-hmm. saying? You know, um, he said, just hang on there. And I just... Even with training, it was hard. Like, I'd gone so low that it was hard to see where, where I could go back to, to being or onto even the same level that I was. So, as it is, as it seems, you know, it's quite scary to see yourself going so low, mm, to, yeah, to, of course. Ha- how to expect what's coming. But I always believe that, you know, even in our religion and Islam, like, whatever hardships, ease is going to come after it. So, yeah. you should always just believe that, you know, I just, you just tell yourself, like, I just have to push through this yeah. and, you know, the it's uphill, only up the from here, yeah, yeah 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 it's coming like there's light yeah. and it's one of the motives of the team as well you know to keep your head raised up and like the colors of our jerseys like that you know to to look up to the sky yeah. You know? yeah yeah and to the beautiful things that you have around you yeah i
2: just have a follow-up question to that as well because when i saw you at leaders in sport you talk about the importance of competition and i think mm-hmm. competition can derail a lot of people you know they're like oh i'm not the best you mm-hmm. know i'm whoa these people are so much better than me how does competition fuel
0: your you know growth and desire to get better well it shows you where you're standing at you know i mean even if you're <laughs> the lowest out there you know it only should if you have the right mindset and mental state show you that like okay you know this is the, as much a difference as there is and it should be a motive for me mm. to actually reach that next level mm-hmm. you know rather than say oh i can't do this mm. you know if you keep trying there will be a day which you'll reach and get my my career has shown me like you know just have to keep yeah. doing it you know you just have to keep waking up every day and just yeah. doing it even if you don't like it on some days do you remember so the through. turning point
1: that happened after this low moment of yours when you realized yeah I mean you know things are bad now mm-hmm. but then you know they're gonna be up was there like that one moment or like that light bulb moment that you? yeah said?
0: I think I can highlight it with saying when I won the um, eight, uh, not one but I got I stood on the podium the very first podium for the UAE on the Asian level last year for the uh, individual time trial I didn't even know I won because you know it's like by time yeah, the yeah. individual time trial and then we got back to I was looking for my coach I couldn't find them because they were following me with the car throughout the race but then I couldn't find them after the race I was like really? then I went to look for them <laughs> and he's like wait 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 I was like don't tell me there's a result <laughs> on the Asian level <laughs> like so the Asian level has been a dream for us you mm-hmm. know yeah. as, uh, as we elevate the sport here in the UAE Uh, you know our national champion Yusuf Mirza has um, reached the podium of the Asian championships you know He's got like eight medals, I think, or even more in the in the Asian level. But even, you know, back in the time, nobody had achieved that and he started mm-hmm. achieving it. So I always saw him as, a, you know, a motive that, okay, I can reach also what he's reaching and, you know, the boundaries he's breaking, even for the male sector here in the UAE and in cycling and showing them that it's possible. So I, I started to follow that, you know, I want to I wanna achieve as much, at least as much as he's achieved and even go ahead with even more. So that Asian medal definitely did motivate me quite a lot it came in april last year so around this time um so it was I was happy to see mm-hmm. that it's already been a year um, after that achievement but it definitely was a motivating achievement you know if I was that low and I could actually reach the Asian cha- um, podium so I could do I think I can do much more progressing to an even higher level and oh. to try and compete and like this year Asian championships are a qualifier for the Olympics so really want to try my best you know to do as much as I can it will be a tough one because everybody comes to qualify mm-hmm. but it definitely pushes me to pay even better than I did last year and try and aim for Podium again, and when is that happening? It will be happening in Thailand in June. June. It's quite a hot, actually, period and humid period in Thailand, so I I don't know what to expect. But hopefully, (laughs) it will be good after if you train for a while. Yeah, if you're Mm -hmm. training here outside, (laughs) you're you're better off than a lot of athletes (laughs) (laughs) around the world. It's surprising to say that even Italy was really warm last year. Yeah, uh, after you know, the
1: Europe. It's funny, I did a marathon last year in uh, Lebanon mm-hmm. and th- wow, I Lebanon. think the temp- the temperature was like I want to say like around 2024 20, mm-hmm. and everyone on the course was like it's Struggling. so hot it's so yeah. hot and I'm just like wow this is amazing weather <laughs> <laughs> like, this is so nice <laughs> so it didn't impact us at all because we uh, the the race was in November mm-hmm. and we were training through the summer the so summer, we just yeah. had yeah. an advantage over mm-hmm. lots of the other athletes who had showed yeah. up so, yeah, I mean, you're definitely got that one tiny yeah, climate,
0: advantage. climate does give you advice yeah, sometimes, exactly. it's nice to say. Well, I have to say, <laughs> Europe was
2: hot last year. It like, really was. Yeah, yeah. I had a failed attempt to go
0: even in. It was even in, you know, the U, the UK is quite, you know, they don't have much air conditioning. Yeah, exactly. that's the problem, Especially in, in houses, like, they don't yeah. have it that you much. You want to go okay. back to an AC and there's none. In the moors, yeah. like, we were escaping with my family to the moors to actually find AC. Yeah. <laughs> Because like in my grandmother's <laughs> yes. house, they they don't have the AC yet. And I think it's something they should invest in soon because it just keeps getting warmer yeah. for them. But um, I was on the flight going back to Italy on the hottest day, where like the tar was melting oh, and goodness. schools were off because like it was too bad. Yeah, for there children was a heat to actually... Wave, yeah. yeah it was a, big heat wave and it was surprising to see the UK at like 38 I yeah. think it was yeah, yeah I've never been I've been to the UK when it was 30 and that used to be really hot because they have like different mm. things, you know sun direction yeah. and they don't have the humidity we have here that kind I mean it is gross the humidity yeah. but it cools us down at least
2: <laughs> Yeah, over
0: there it's just direct yeah. like a really hot sun well, let's hope it's back to you know what Hopefully. the normal European
2: summers we used to I hope to I
0: really want year. to spend a cool summer there yeah. <laughs> and not a hot one
2: just to go back to Yusuf so mm-hmm. he's the captain of the UAE national team he the is. men's team yeah. um we spoke a little bit before as well mm-hmm. because he's um he was the first
0: Emirati man to be yep. on and a your mentor team. Mm-hmm. yeah yes, and he said guidance. he was mentoring you so yeah. what did that mean to you that mentorship I mean a big honor you know when when the best uh, rider in the UAE is actually helping you pave the way mm. and pushing you for more uh, to up to this day he I train with him he pushes me for more uh he makes me or he pushes me to believe in myself more the other day he said he he told me quite a nice thing he says i see myself in you with how you like you're opening the doors for like the people here in the UAE and i really want to push you to to reach even higher and help you along the way. So uh, it's a big honor and pleasure, you know, to have that support of uh, such a big rider, Um, a rider with lots of experience. You know, he also had his challenges growing up Mm -hmm. and being in the sport for uh, more than 15 years, like maybe Mm -hmm. 20 or even more. He started at like the age of nine. So it's great to be able to have a source of inspiration and all that experience, you know, at my hand. And definitely I look up to him big time and uh, follow his ways. We were speaking
1: earlier about this as well. And during our conversation about your time trials. Mm -hmm. And um, I mentioned that I've done one Mm -hmm. with with a group. And I was like, totally, because it's a time trial. It's very short. And you have to like be in like zone five, zone six the entire time. Like it's full out and you're Mm -hmm. gassed at the end, right? But you have won three. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got won three goals uh, in the UAE National Time Trial
0: Mm Championships.
1: So is this your favorite cycling format? to um,
0: compete in I'd say I mean I do like road races because then you're with yeah. that whole peloton and you can race against people but as much as I say when preparing for a time trial I always get really excited yeah. like for the time trial but then when I race I'm like why do I like this <laughs> <laughs> why am I here why do I even like this <laughs> I don't like this <laughs> how do I get hyped up for it I don't know <laughs> but yeah like I've been lucky enough to win also the arb title and the time trial and also the bronze medal medal in the Asian Championships. So it's showing me that Actually, maybe do have potential mm. in that form of race road mm. racing. I have been focusing on it after seeing that I have kind of like you know potential in it, and we'll get to see hopefully in the future if I really do, you know, racing and higher and higher levels. You get to see like where you actually are as a road cyclist. You know, there's so many you know, there's sprint, sprinters, there's climbers, there's yeah. um all rounders which can do a bit of mm. everything. everything, there's time trialists, you know, there's other mountain biking and other there's stuff ultras. which I haven't <laughs> 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 which I haven't tried yet, so there's so much to even try out. But yeah. I do do think I like. Time trials as much as I can like them, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I get excited to prepare for them. So it's something I'm focusing on to try so and achieve a bit more. Okay, in, so
1: that would be your goal mm, for this year to get like
0: better at like I time mean, trials, better at, or just, at just try overall. to get better yeah. overall. Because yeah. you know there's not many time trials a season. Mm. You know there's a s- selected number of time mm. trials, yeah. so it's quite you know rare opportunities limited. to and limited yeah. opportunities to actually show my potential in that way. But I d- definitely do try to. Pass Participate as much I won a TT race last weekend in Ajman Ajman have come up with a really na- nice uh, Ramadan t- sports tournament as okay. well and we did a 6k all out and a 6k <laughs> is like really short for a time trial so like you have imagine. to like and I hit all my personal what, what? records all the time I'm like yes <laughs> I'm getting there <laughs> like what is this zone is it like zone 10
1: again? like you know because it's a 6k like you yeah, have to go so, like, all out really
0: really all out and like my coach even gave me numbers to to work on because i work on power Mm -hmm. and she was like okay push this much power for for the 6k and I was like no I can do more than this and I actually proved (laughs) to her that I can do Uh, more so it was it was uh, that's amazing yeah it was nice to see (laughs) I guess it's like you're your own break the power meter (laughs) but
2: but also you're your own competition right yeah in in these races and that
0: sometimes it's even tougher because like you have your inner voice and mm. that's it mm. i mean sometimes you see riders ahead of you or coming up to you from behind which is quite you know mentally destroying when you yeah. see somebody's actually catching up catching to you from them, behind yeah. but then when you're catching somebody you're it's like, poor for them but like you're like <laughs> i'm getting there <laughs> i'm passing another opponent so <laughs> so it was motivating to see that's, you know people amazing. ahead but yeah the inner voice is that is you know you have to fight it so yeah Sometimes it's even harder than when you work with other people. Mm -hmm.
2: So you're at university at the moment studying Mm -hmm. graphic designing. Yes. Yeah. Graphic design. What's your training look like and how do you manage,
0: you know? It is a challenge. It is a challenge, you know, Uh, training weekly is around at lowest, like when there's like races and I have to train a bit easier, it's like 13 hours Mm -hmm. and then take into consideration being in Dubai you have to transport with the car mm, to the yeah. training location most of the most of the days so that's an extra like mm, at least an hour and a half mm-hmm. in the car because yeah. in Dubai is so busy as well yeah <laughs> sometimes I go from university it takes like 45 minutes from just Mer- Marina to like Nadeshiva which yeah. should take like no, no longer <laughs> yeah. than 20 and then it's like 45 minutes and you're just sitting in the car already yeah. you're tired from the day uh, exactly. <laughs> then I have to go to training yeah. already I'm tired from the car as well <laughs> and being you know yeah furious so like how drivers yeah. <laughs> drive on the road <laughs> so it's a challenge sometimes but yeah lowest to 13 hours to I did the, my very first like longest week uh, of training here in the UAE from ever since I started training um, or cycling a month ago and it was 21 hours Whoa. wow wow yeah but it was it was great like I had spring break so I had that yeah. week to myself I could train as much as I wanted um, I even got to go to Fujairah to go on some climbs so yeah. do you break
1: them up or is it like at in one go so like, like the number daily, of hours that you put in well
0: that spring break I had 11 days so in those 11 days I was able to complete like 31 hours mm. and it was like an average of like two hours and a half to three a day Okay. And easy rides go to one hour and a half yeah. and then you have longer rides whether it's rides with intensity so there'll be like medium volume, like two hours, two hours and a half, because you have more intensity in them or longer endurance rides, mm. um, to, I think I had my longest ride on those days were like four hours. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes and it, you have like a coffee mm, stop, but yeah. you mostly continue yeah. on as much yeah. as you and can. And in Ramadan,
1: how does that change for you in Ramadan mm, as well?
0: Yeah, we do shorter sessions, maybe with a bit right. more intensity to keep the volume up. Um, and I train after, you know, Tarawih prayers, so around 9 p.m. Mm. If I have an easy ride, I could do it before I break my fast because, you know, it's not too hard yeah. and not too draining. But uh, most days we train at 9 p.m. up until maybe midnight. It's always exciting, honestly. I really like training in Ramadan everybody's on the track at the same time so yeah. you get to see people yeah. you get to see friends you haven't seen for a while yeah. you know you get to go out on rides at the same times because people are busy through, mm. like on normal days people are busy with different schedules even i don't have a set schedule for when i'm training on each day because like things fluctuate so much you know the hours of studying being have to doing assignments a bit longer at university so i always don't plan out r- rides with friends unless like they'll message me like when i'm riding i'm like yeah, yeah you can come and ride with me yeah but it's hard to manage in between all the struggles of life, but yeah. <laughs> I'm getting uh, closer to my graduation, so it only yeah. gives me more motive. That I have more time to yeah. cycle in the future.
2: So speaking of your graduation and once you finish, like what does? What are your goals for the next, if you look ahead 10 years Mm -hmm. and then want to look back, like what would you have accomplished? You spoke about the Olympics qualifiers. Yeah,
0: definitely a big goal. Also, like I said, to reach the European level is a big goal of mine. If I talk about what I've done in university combined with cycling, as I've done design and you know, the world of cycling only is getting more mesmerizing with Mm. all the designs and colors and you know, all the things out there. I think I do have a goal of combining designing and cycling in the industry of cycling and, you know, maybe creating my own clothing line of cycling or working with a company that, you know, is interested in adding Mm -hmm. my type of major, you know, graphic design, which is quite uh, vivid in the world at the moment. Yeah, if they're interested in working with me as a cyclist, as I already have the background of being a mm. cyclist, experience now as a pro, you know, going out there, like traveling all around the world. If people are interested in, you know, taking both my interests of designing, I would be happy actually to help out and, you know, go somewhere with designing in the cycling industry.
2: Yeah, I yeah. think there's a lot of opportunities.
0: Opening. Yeah, I already have gotten like a couple of people <coughs> asking me of collaborating and i did actually uh design two kits for people and uh, you know some other opportunities for cycling cafes as well uh, with graphics um it's nice. Been good so far. People do have interest in it as they see. Like I said, I'm a cyclist and already have the background, so I'm looking forward to see we'll what design.
1: Get you to design our metal set kit.
0: Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. that would be exciting. I already see you have really nice graphics. Uh, oh, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> nice. So you've come a long way since you joined the team. Um, how would you assess the last? two years of, you know, training and competing with them. And, you know, if if there were milestones that you had to pick mm-hmm. in the last two years, what would you say they would be in terms of your growth?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, definitely big progress, more detailed work and, you know, a progressive plan to reach where me and the team, you know, aspire to reach. Uh, so it's nice to see that you know, there's trust in me. I trust in my coaches. We're going a good, like going well on the way that we've paved out so far. Things may come in the way, but you know, when you have a plan, you have a goal. It's it shortens what you have to do Mm -hmm. around it. And, you know, you're heading to the goal. There's no, well, there'll be distractions, but at least you see that way, you know, you want to get there. So it's it's shortening everything up. Um, It's showing progress. Uh, I've seen, I'd say, maybe 50% more progress of what I actually was before being a pro cyclist uh, even getting to know more experience and more of how races go in Europe yeah. is a big uh, gain I'm very blessed and happy and pleasure to have this opportunity of representing the UAE in the pro peloton and I hope I can you know uh, be as the best version I can of Sofia to actually reach there and show that the, UAE's can, the UAE can Reach wherever yeah. it aspires to reach.
2: So the on the immediate cards is the Asian Road Cycling Championships. Okay. So what else
0: is coming up? So I've got road and track cycling coming up in the summer for Asian championships mm-hmm. we also have the Asian games which have been postponed for so long because of covid uh it keeps getting postponed year by year it was supposed to be last year as well and get got postponed again which is in China so I'm looking forward to even going to a destination I've never been yeah. we've got world championships coming up in Glasgow which is somewhere also i have never been Scotland so it's nice to be going to new places uh we've got the the training camp in summer for the whole summer um in Italy which always this is a good experience because you know you get to be independent here i live with my with my parents and being there and like you know i was there for three months um alone in an apartment last year and it's it's a good experience to be dependent. I like yeah. being or depend on yourself. I yeah. like being independent and I've always been that kind of a character that likes to depend on myself. Yeah. If there's something I have to do, I always like to depend on myself more yeah. than depend on people. So it is nice to actually live alone for a while and depend on yourself. Sometimes it can get quite lonely, but you know, if you've got friends yeah. around, yeah. but you're still living alone, it's and a Italy nice experience, also pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward. Last year I was in Verona and this year I get to go to. To a new area, so it's nice to be mm. looking around. Like you, sometimes you go to a country and you're like, okay, well, I don't really like that country, mm. but you've only been to like one, one part of it, one yeah. part of it. So I'm looking forward to see other parts of Italy. I yeah. got to see, I think, three parts last year or um, four. Yeah. So a new one, yeah. I actually went to Livigno, so which is quite similar to the concept of Dolomites. Mm. You know, it's uh really cold. It's up in the mountains, quite high, like at least one thousand eight hundred meters of elevation, yeah. to like in the clouds, yeah. <laughs> and it was really. Really, really enjoyable yeah. uh, I really would like to go there this year but we'll see what <laughs> We have uh, on the Italy. list, but uh, yeah, we have uh, also, um, I've been also to one part of Saudi as close as it is, or like two yeah. parts. And we have Arab championships there as well in September. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to going. Where it's is that being held? Uh, it's in Abha in Saudi. Oh. Okay, cool. Uh, Abha is really uh, cool, like cool in weather yeah, and climate and has quite a bit of mountains. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a different type of the, a new edition of yeah. um, I'm excited Arab. To- yeah. Cycling championships
2: to see that mm-hmm. in particular because also, I think there's a lot of opportunities in mm-hmm. Saudi for cycling
0: for all yeah. of us, yeah. like yeah. But it's
2: so hot here, we can yeah. go to yeah. Yeah. definitely.
0: And then we have also Arab track championships in Cairo. And one more thing I have with the well, one more participation I have with the national team aside to all the races I'm going to be racing, hopefully with uh, ADQ this summer, uh, which I'm looking forward to knowing more about and you know, um, knowing where I'm going to go with the team, mm-hmm. um, this summer. But uh, I also have the Arab. Games which mm-hmm. uh, hasn't been on for a long while and it's going to be in Algeria and I haven't been to Algeria as well So oh, lots wow. of nice destinations yeah. Yeah. last year I got to go to 10 different countries yeah. so I'm looking forward to see how many I can count up <laughs> wow. to this year that's amazing exciting. Yeah. 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 it really, really is exciting. like I'd never like the introvert Safiya back in her room <laughs> yeah. in like before 2016 <laughs> would never think I'd be going on like 10 different flights here yeah. year to yeah. different countries well, it's just going to keep getting better I hope so I hope so yeah look forward to the future. Safiya,
1: you have shown us that you have no dirt of grit when you have to push the limits and the power meter. But tell us, do you think this comes from within you or it's something that you've learned along the way?
0: Uh, I think it's a mix of both. People do say that I kind of am a mental fighter. So it really helps when, you know, cycling is an endurance sport like you said you always have to be pushing your limits well all sports but you know some other sports you have like more skillful sports but like endurance sports really are a big struggle I can say Mm. you know because you have to fight that brain over yours to to go deeper and deeper and you're always stronger than you think you are you know if you have that mental state of like okay I can push more your body actually is capable of doing Mm. it you know the limitation that we put for ourselves are not the limitations our body has you can always go deeper and stronger and I really like that quote of like, you're always stronger than you think you are. Yeah. Even when you think you're on the edge, you can even go even more. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely cycling is a hard sport. I think as I progressed over the years, I was able to see that even if I am a bit weaker than others and I'm competing against or less stronger, you know, uh, in level, I can always kind of turn that mental side advantage that I have uh, of pushing to my limit, to my advantage and, you know, uh, being able to keep up with even stronger riders. Yeah. Um, with just you know going into the suffer mood my coach even told me um Safia after, <laughs> maybe after the training camp that she was impressed with how much I could suffer in my suffer zone so <laughs> I guess that shows that I'm capable of being in the cycling field it's a good Sound advantage awesome. Do you like for
2: suffering it. I know a type of, sport, type yeah. of cycling
0: and yeah, <laughs> with the ultra. Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah like like we said both sides. so also like learning over the years how to struggle more and more because mm-hmm. like you actually learn how to suffer uh, yeah. with with the sport mm-hmm. and you, you learn how to shut that brain up <laughs> just shut up legs go on <laughs>
1: yeah. So, yeah it's just I've seen a a, I've seen a lot of cyclists wear
0: that on their socks yeah so mm-hmm. shut up, it's, 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 <laughs> quite, it's quite quite <laughs> <up> common. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's been amazing you. having you on the podcast. You're such a role model and trailblazer, I think, for women of all ages. Um, <laughs> any last thoughts, anything you'd like to share with
0: our listeners about you or cycling? So I'm a big uh, fan of pushing for passion mm-hmm. and whatever your passion is in life. You know, I, I always hope women or both genders in, uh, in general have the opportunity to follow the passion that they have and within even if they don't have the opportunity to keep fighting for it hopefully one day you know you do get the opportunity to pursue it and uh, i like to end it with my famous quote that i like passion over perfection just uh, set your own perfections you know don't go with the standards of perfection outside go with your own passion and fight for it yeah, perfect thank, thank you so much, so much for having Thanks. me
2: Thank you so much for listening today.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, we ask that you please share it with family, teammates, friends.
2: And even frenemies. Or share via social media. Please also leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Five stars only.
1: And visit us on TheMetalSet.com for more stories and resources.
2: Thanks again for listening.
1: Your support means the world to us. This is The Metal Set.